Welcome to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon, the show where we sit down with theatre practitioners and get a backstage look at the creative process. On today's episode, we'll be sitting down with Matthew Whittingham, graphic designer for Fingerless Theatre's upcoming season of The Government Inspector. We'll be talking about Matt's experiences, the challenges of working in a remote team, and of course, the creative process. So without further ado, let's get on with the show and peep Behind the Curtain. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon. My name's Nick, I'm your host, and today I'm sitting down with Matt Whittingham. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here. Now, starting off, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? My name is Matthew. I've been involved in theatre since I was very small. It's been one of my big passions. Studied at high school, was in productions pretty much my entire life, and as a side project almost, got into doing graphic design and posters and programs for productions that I was involved in. And you're the graphic designer for Fingerless Theatre's The Government Inspector. Yes. What does that role exactly look like? It's a lot of back and forth looking at promotional material for the show as far as the poster, the Facebook and logos and things like that, as well as figuring out some of the Instagram stuff, pictures of the cast and crew. And then as we get closer to the production, there'll be the program itself. So the booklet that people will be reading. And we've also got some bits and pieces of set dressing that we need to do some graphic design for as well. You've had a fair bit of experience in this realm. Can you talk us through some of your previous work? Yeah, I've done stuff for productions all over the place. A large amount were in Armadale while I was still at college. I did a few posters for the Old Page College of Musical Society. Sweeney Todd was one of the ones that I was especially proud of. And then also the Armadale Drama and Musical Society. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a lot of posters that I did there for Legally Blonde, Tommy, Spamalot. And then I did a number of posters for the Felt Tip Theatre Company. The Tempest was... It was a long journey getting to that one, but that one I was quite pleased with. <laughs> I, I only just looked at that poster just the other day. I, looking back on it, it was like, oh, actually, this poster is really freaking cool. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, and I imagine there's quite a lot of people that haven't seen <laughs> seen that one but what we were going for was a storm in a teacup and so there was a long journey of trying to figure out how you can get the visual of the teacup the storm you see inside it a ship and then also storm clouds above it because to be looking down on a teacup and up at the sky are not really something you can do at the same time and so there was a long period where we tried different bits and pieces and we just couldn't quite make it work and then what I struck upon was this idea that if we were inside the teacup and there was a wall that was the edge of the cup and a giant hand with a tea bag. then without seeing the teacup, you understand that it's a teacup. I'm saying teacup too often. <laughs> well, honestly, that process of going through it really paid off because it is a fantastic poster. No, cheers. I appreciate that. Over your time in this field, have you found any tips or tricks for making an engaging marketing campaign? Well, one of the big things that I approached when I was starting out doing posters, and it's still very much my mindset, the posters that I would see out and about, there would often be ones that I I would want to steal and put up in my bedroom. That's the key at the center of it is what would someone want to take? What would they want to look at? What would they want to put up in their room or up Mm. in their house? 
It's also things about legibility. You want the title to be big enough. You want to have, I think we'd call it a hero image. Mm -hmm. So that's the image that would appear on the poster and it would appear on your marketing material. And it's just something that will automatically connect for someone who sees it. You know, if they see the poster out in the world and then they see it on Facebook or the other way around, they immediately make the connection between the two. And then the other thing is often the poster design happens by committee almost. And it's not really my favorite thing to do. I like it to be an extension of the director's vision. You've got the director who's putting on the show and there's usually an aesthetic within the show of Mm. how it looks and how it presents. And so when I'm doing up a poster, I sort of want to have that link Mm. of what you'd see on the stage and what you'd see on the page. And yeah, there have been some productions that I've been involved in where you've got the director, but you've also got a producer and a musical director and a marketing person and someone who has previously done the graphic design for the company which is why they're asking you to do it this time because that person wasn't really the person who should be doing it and you end up with five six people all giving their opinion and not to say that they don't have valid opinions but that it sort of drags it down and you have to try and accommodate what everyone thinks and the fewer people that you can have on hand I think it often makes it for a better image because yeah with this production it's myself it's the director Alex and it's our publicity person Mina and that really makes things a bit smoother in that process because in the end with the posters and the marketing campaign you're telling a story to the audience so you want to make sure that that story isn't muddied by all of these different ideas absolutely and you know it doesn't mean that ours are the only correct ideas but like you say don't want it too muddied how did you first come into graphic design i think i always had a little bit of an interest in photoshop it can be a little bit intimidating trying to get into it because there's lots of tools and you don't necessarily know what all of them do Mm. by chance i grew up in Lismore and I was walking across one of the ovals and someone had left a book on how to use Photoshop. It'd been left behind and it was for an older version, Mm. but there was enough in there that I could figure out how to do things and how to use the tools. And for a long time, it was really just making images because I had an idea or was something that would make me laugh or I wanted to do a meme. And I've had a couple of those (laughs) that have gone a, a little bit viral. And then while I was at college, we would have events and and things going on. And so people would be like, well, can you do a poster? And then that sort of slowly transitioned into doing them for theatre productions. Yeah, as you were saying, this graphic design world of yours isn't just localized to theatre. It's also memes and you've actually got a store in Redbubble, right? Yeah, I haven't uploaded anything new for a while. But yeah, it's quite fun to just have an idea. Mm. It might be a joke or just something that you think will be visually engaging Mm. and to upload it and then see people buying shirts and masks and blankets. Someone bought a a bed set of... (laughs) of a design that is now being taken down for copyright reasons. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's a bit of fun. It's all in good fun. And now for anyone interested in joining this field, what would be your advice to them? I would say look at posters, Mm -hmm. look at the images that you find engaging and don't necessarily try to replicate them, but try to understand what it is about it that makes you enjoy it. There's tutorials online for everything. Mm. So any image that you're trying to create on Photoshop, someone has probably tried to do something along those 
those lines. And so if you Google Photoshop tutorial zombie, mm. then you will find a bunch of ways of turning someone into a zombie. You might find something from one tutorial that works really well and something from another one that works really well and you start putting these things together mm. and you come up with something that works really well for you and then something from that will work for something completely different. Mm. And as you go through, you start learning what the tools are and what they do and how you can use them and you just become more and more adept. You know, there's other programs, there's free programs. Often if I have to edit something on my phone, I think it's called PixArt, mm -hmm. um, P-I-C-S-A-R-T. There's Canva, which I think is a really good tool as well. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with getting some scissors and a bit of paper and making something as well. Learning about art, learning about color theory, learning about art history, those things can all really help as well. Absolutely. It's all a level of growth and just experimentation and play. Yeah, 100%. And that's where some of the best posters I've made have come from as well, just trying something and seeing what sticks. Moving back into the government inspector, what were your influences for this campaign? Probably the biggest influence for this one in particular was that old school Russian propaganda. Mm -hmm. That was really our starting point, having this sort of cut out photocopied image and then the lines in the background and the Russian style text mm. and just sort of creating something that looks like that sort of propaganda. Mm. That particular color scheme, we stuck with a, a red and black, which made it look a bit moodier or darker than, than we were going for. That's again, just, you know, playing around and we landed on those candy blue and pink, which makes it a bit more inviting, makes it a bit more fun. And also matches a lot of Fingerless Theatre's other content, which you've been a big part of, right? Yeah, I think everything that Fingerless has done at this point i've done the posters for i think the first one was 12th night which mm. was construction paper cutouts and a little bit silly and it was bright colors there was another shakespeare production that we did i think it was another production of 12th night it was like a bust of shakespeare mm. with lipstick on the specific direction was bisexual lighting so it was like the blue and purple so it had this sort of club look and a bit of pink lipstick but again those colors really helped sell what we were trying to achieve mm. in the end it kind of creates this general vibe for Fingerless Theatre, which is having fun with theatre. Yeah, 100%. It's using older material. I think it's been predominantly Shakespeare productions. Mm. It's not the only focus, but not just modernising it, but making it new and different and, and having a bit of fun. For this production, you're also working alongside Mina Asfor, who's running publicity. What has the working relationship looked like there? It's been very easy. There's a lot of the time it's me posting what I've come up with and Mina saying, yep, good. <laughs> Mina's very good at the publicity side mm. he's got a lot of experience and especially specific to the sydney environment mm. because i'm a little bit separate from that world so i'm not feet on the ground seeing what works with other companies mm. so to have someone who's there and can not just you know mold some of what we're doing to better suit the audience but can also be on the ground with the actors with the director with the crew and get some of that in-person stuff i think has been really good and he's sweetheart I, we've never met in person yeah. but whenever I'm posting stuff about my personal life and things that are going on with my partner is one of the first ones to always give a love react which I really appreciate speaking on that distance the creative team are fairly spread out with this production with you being on the central north coast and the rest of the team being in Sydney how has this affected the creative process the truth of it is I've been working with Alex more than half my life at this point that can't be right 2008 is when we started university together mm. and then a couple of years after that would have 
been when we started doing the graphic design aspect of things. Mm. But it's been very rare, even when we were both in Armadale, it was very rare where we were together in person mm. working on these ideas and working on the designs. There were times when I was in Port Macquarie and he was in Armadale or I was in Lismore and he was in Sydney. And it was a lot of just over Facebook or over email. Mm. We've been doing this dance for a long time now, mm. more than a decade. And so we have our own understanding and our own language. Mm. A lot of the time he can just sort of say, this is the vibe. And then I can just sort of work so in that regard, it's not affected too much of the creative process, at least on my end. But like I say, it's really good to have someone like Nina who is doing some of the stuff there as well. Now, before we close, do you want to give a quick promo for the show? Fingerless Theatre's production of The Government Inspector. It'll be at Flow Studios starting from the 30th of November to December 9th. So go and grab your tickets, check out the Fingerless Theatre Facebook page and the Instagram page. And it's going to be a great production. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a really funny piece of theatre and I think everyone will have a really great time. Beautiful. Well, thank you for coming and speaking with us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Behind the Curtain with Nick Troon, recorded in TuneFM Studios at the University of New England on Anawan Country. To view the latest episodes and TuneFM's other programs, visit tunefm.net or search TuneFM on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Finally, make sure you're following TuneFM on Facebook and Instagram for the latest updates on new episodes. That's it for today's episode. My name's been Nick, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.